This is Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like a Brooks and Dunn fan rushing the stage on their first show back after they took a five-year break from performing. I'm Kix Brooks, and he is Ronnie Dunn. Everyone's wondering, Ronnie, how is my Maria? <laughs> I, I don't, don't think you know. Get that I never met her. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Well, you wrote a song about her, and it was a huge hit in the 90s. Thank you, and we're all glad that Brooks and Dunn have been performing for the last five years. Uh, but nobody's performing in the pandemic, just as a point of information. Maybe they are in Texas. They are all over the Southland. Concerts are happening. People are gathering. It's all good fun. Well, as you know, we mentioned this, uh, we are in the midst of a worldwide pandemic. So what is going to happen to all of our sports leagues the NFL skated through. They got all their games in just in time for the Super Bowl. Baseball is just starting up, so they're kind of trying to figure things out. There was maybe a hint of pushing back the season a month to let all the players get vaccinated. The NBA is doing their thing. Here's the problem. Great article in the Wall Street Journal that says a lot of the athletes do not want to get the vaccine. NFL realized they had a problem when last year 75% of NFL players refused to get a flu shot. <laughs> So they're like, uh-oh, if they won't get a flu shot, what's the chance they're going to get a COVID vaccine? So they're, all these sports leagues are trying to figure it out. We had talked about the NBA saying, why don't they use the players as a, like the poster people to get vaccines for people that in the communities that didn't necessarily want to get vaccinated? I feel like this is an America problem, not a sports problem. Right? There's people that just want to get vaccines. The sports people are just kind of the microcosm of that. Well, I mean, I guess what's the point of getting the vaccine, right? Like, is it to protect yourself? Is it if you're a super athlete and you probably won't die from it, are you getting it to protect yourself? Or are you getting it to protect others? So, I mean, I can get why they don't want to do this. I heard someone talking the other day, he's low risk and he's like, I'm not going to get the vaccine because I'm not going to be around older people and I rather. Uh, deal with the consequences because I don't know what the long-term effects are. I don't know if that's what the players are saying, but I think it's interesting. I don't get flu shots because I've gotten sick when I've gotten them. So I'm like, well, hmm. it's just not worth it. I've gotten the flu once in the past 15 years, so I don't do it. So I see their point, And I guess the question is, why do you get a vaccine? Is it for yourself? Is it for your family? And I, I don't know. I definitely see your point about the athletes are the ones that really don't need them. Kind of the legal trick about this is can uh, the leagues mandate that their players get vaccines, which is interesting because we've been kind of talking about that in my family. Can her principal make teachers get the vaccine? Can, you know, Google make all its employees get the vaccine? I mean, Nicole has been talking with her company a lot about that, and it seems pretty clear that you cannot mandate it and you cannot require someone to disclose if they have been vaccinated or not. So like, let's say flash forward to whatever date everyone's back in the office, you can't say you have to be vaccinated to work amongst other people. So, I mean, I, I think the leagues are a lot less likely to be able to do it than some company of a thousand people so well the one that i was thinking like baseball's probably not a problem right we're not close enough to the field to be in contact with a baseball player someone had covid and didn't know it same with the nfl but um basketball if you got a courtside seat could be the one that i was thinking yeah you know what you could in theory pass covid from a basketball player to a fan sitting courtside i'm gonna go on record to saying i would like everyone to get vaccinated if they tell me it's my turn to get a vaccine i'm gonna do it but I will say we've been in this a year. 
know your risks and act accordingly. If you're at risk and you, and you don't want to get COVID from uh, Reggie Miller sitting next to you calling the play-by-play, don't buy a $10,000 courtside ticket. I mean, that's the answer. I don't think it's on Reggie Miller to get vaccinated. <laughs> And that's the truth from Andy Keller. No, but I mean, wouldn't you assume, though, that's kind of the only sport that you could really get it past from a player? I, baseball, probably not. Football, probably not. But base uh, hoops would be the one that you probably could, right? Yeah, probably not. And the, the beauty of hockey is they already had the sneeze guard built in, so they didn't even have to retrofit the stadium. So they're, they're going to be good. Uh, uh. Uh, moving on to baseball, and maybe not great news. Uh-oh. Kevin Mather, the CEO of the Seattle Mariners, has resigned in disgrace. Uh, the league came back, came out. The Mariners came out. The Players Association came out and said what Kevin Mather said was very disturbing. It took me about ten minutes to figure out what he said, but basically, what they're saying is he was being recorded at a conference or a meeting and he was on the record and he basically was disparaging foreign players from having uh, really bad English. And so he, he was talking about, uh, uh, crap. I looked it up earlier. I go, I don't know how to say his name. But- I get in trouble when I say it. So I can't say it. Right. He's a pitcher from Japan and he was a really good player and he's come back on with the Mariners and he's like, we don't want to pay $75,000 a year to have an interpreter. And he said, quote, his English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that. And then he talks about a minor league player, Julio Rodriguez. He had a personality bigger than all of you combined. He is loud. His English is not tremendous. So people, I heard some, I checked out some podcasts and I checked out some other people talking about it. And they're saying he's, he's treating players as financial assets and not human beings. And I don't know if that's the thing to dig your heels into. I think his job as a CEO is to treat the players as financial assets, but saying that they're, they're bad because they speak poor English. I think that's the reason he's resigning, but I fully support treating him as financial assets. If I was going to start a business, I wouldn't want to have extra people around, but I think because MLB has so much money, you can't quibble over $75,000. Do you think he should have resigned? Well, here's what I don't understand. He's obviously a smart person if he's the CEO of the Mariners. I don't think you get that job just willy-nilly. And he does have some good points, but there's some things he probably just should have kept to himself, right? Yeah. I mean, there, he clearly said some stuff that, like, kind of crossed over to, like, maybe racism i don't know but like hey dude there was just no reason to say that that's the point right there was no reason to say that but i guess i want to circle back to what are we doing in society that it took me 10 minutes to figure out what he (laughs) said and i'm still not even like i googled what did uh kevin mather say and it's the article you sent me, it was in the bottom eight, bottom 20% of the article, and it was like an excerpt. So in context, what he said was not nice, but I, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Um, I think if I own the franchise, I would want my CEO concerned about money. It's other people's job. It's the, the coach's job to worry about the player performance and interpersonal relationships, his job to worry about the money. Maybe that's an unpopular take. Yeah, I just, once again, don't, if the main thing was, hey, we have a couple of foreign-based players, they don't speak English real well, just 
why don't you don't need to say it like he was bordered well, on making yeah. fun of them that that doesn't matter if they're producing on the field they're making more money than the $75,000 it doesn't really matter for sports sports are universal language doesn't matter how you speak doesn't matter i just I guess I'm I'm never going to be the CEO of anything, let alone a baseball team. I'm just always confused why people just don't have the filter to be like, hey, maybe I shouldn't say that. I'll just leave this one minute out of this 60-minute talk I'm giving. I just don't understand. Is your middle son, Ellis, the CEO of your household? Who's the CEO of your house? <laughs> Definitely not me. <laughs> Definitely. Kevin Mather, we're going to miss you, bro. You have a good life doing whatever you're doing, all right? You stay He'll safe. just count his his hundreds. You stay safe. Hey, let's get to the real sports best. Our boy, the poster child of the sports best podcast, Patrick Mahomes. Congratulations. Him and his fiance, Brittany Matthews, announced the birth of their first child, Sterling Sky, S-K-Y-E, Mahomes. They had a baby girl over the weekend. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the picture that his wife posted on Instagram. It's a picture of the baby's hand and you see on her chest, she's wearing a necklace says Sterling. So I assume you have three kids. You have at least three necklaces with their names on it. How many necklaces do you have? <laughs> we don't believe in jewelry in the Olsen house. So we don't uh -huh. own necklaces. Another thing I gleaned from this uh, <laughs> picture is a reminder that all babies look like aliens when they come out. And I want you to know, or I want you to tell me what is the time limit when they start looking cute? Is it a week? Is it a couple of days? Is it, when do they stop looking like aliens and look Listen, like bouncing babies? I've seen plenty of TV births. They all come out looking pretty good on the television, Andrew. Maybe not in real life, but on TV? Yeah. On TV, they come out with a full head of hair with pomade, no, <laughs> no birthing fluid, no embryonic sac. The only question I had about this uh, birth was, you know, um, Mahomes recently underwent surgery himself. So did they like have to wheel him in a wheelchair to meet his new kid? Was he sitting in a wheelchair while his baby was born? I'm not sure. The only picture I got was her holding the baby was holding her finger. So you okay. see the baby's hand. You see her necklace. Oh, that's adorable. Announcing oh. the name. Oh, that's nice. And, uh, that is touching. Oh, that's nice. So I would wonder if we were going to put your wife on a talk show, what she would say about your skill set. So this has been all over the sports world, all over TMZ, everything. Aaron Rodgers is engaged. He referenced it during his MVP accept acceptance speech, but they finally came what? out with actress Shale Shailene Woodley. And she was on uh, Jimmy Fallon and she was talking about him as a football player. She goes, I don't get it. He's good. He's great, but like, I don't understand because I don't know him as a football guy. I know him as the nerd who wants to host Jeopardy. That's the dude I know. I will, what is she saying? What's she doing? I don't understand this. Aaron Rodgers keeps his like love life, like lockdown, really hardcore. So he gets the MVP a couple of weeks ago, right? And he gives a big speech at the Super Bowl, thanking everybody. And he thanks his fiance, but he doesn't say who it is. I feel like I go to TMZ enough to realize who's dating who I had no idea who Aaron Rodgers was dating. And then she confirms on the tonight show. Like, why has he got to be so cagey about this whole thing? I don't understand. Probably because his last major relationship with Olivia Munn was in the news or was on TMZ. Hey, that probably... that, there was a one in between there. He dated the race car driver in between Danica Patrick. So you see that these things aren't, 
I would guess that if you if we had people waiting outside my house right now to follow me or Nicole around, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a positive for our relationship. I don't think so. He's like, hey, uh, hey, babe, you go ahead. You're going on the Tonight Show. You can go tell everybody that we're engaged now. Like what? Yeah, Uh, I don't. I I would say maybe he didn't sign off on that. I think she decided. Uh, That's kind of what I was thinking is like, I don't know that that's exactly the thought I had. She just slipped out of her. She couldn't handle it. Here's the sports worse than me. He gives her the opportunity as an actress to build her brand. Yeah. And so she gets to announce it versus him. It gets her more work. Kind of like other other people have done these things. No, no such thing as bad press, I think. I don't even know how long they've been dating. Once again, I feel like I'm a TMZ guy. I didn't even know they were dating. I don't know how long. They, did they meet in the quarantine? Did they meet at a Hollywood part? I don't, what the heck? She My name's even- Ronnie Dunn, and I am a TMZ kind of guy. <laughs> Yes. So we're going to move on to the trivia portion of this show. <laughs> this Chico, California native, scored in 13-10 on his SAT and graduated with an A-minus average. We'll begin a 10-episode stint hosting Jeopardy starting on April 5th. I need you to answer in the form of a question. What is Aaron Lamar Rogers? Oh, that's correct. Aaron Rodgers is going... He manifested this. We talked about this maybe a month or, month or so ago. He... He threw it out there, I think, after a playoff win. I was like, I just really want to host Jeopardy, and now it's going to happen. Is there a chance that he's really good at this no. and that he gets the – no, you don't think so? There's no way he's going to be good at this. This is Damn it. Hosting is such a specific skill set that I think he is going to fall flat. Um, I will tune into it to watch it, though, because yes. being on camera and doing something scripted very quickly is not something he's – practiced i wouldn't think like he's probably comfortable doing football because that's second nature to him but uh being quick-witted i mean we we had talked about alex trebek's skill to be able to create small talk like that's something you don't you're not born with hey aaron Rodgers is cool under pressure man those lights are gonna come on he's just gonna be like in the pocket tossing bombs all right here we go i got five bucks tell me what odds you'll give me that on one of his episodes Terrible Terry Tate, the office linebacker, is going to come through and sack Aaron Rodgers as he delivers a question. Terrible Terry Tate. I'm going to give you office linebacker. Three to one. That's terrible odds. No bet. (laughs) No bet. Well, guess what? We're going to be watching Aaron Rodgers. Good luck. We really have true, true sports best news to let you know about today. Jasmine Harrison, 21-year-old from Thirsk, England, set the world record as the youngest female to row solo across any ocean. 70 days, three hours, 48 minutes, finished the 2020 Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge over the weekend. She started in Spain, ended 3,000 miles away in Antigua. A quick Twitter summary of her journey says, a near collision with a drilling ship, two capsizes, lots of peanut butter, and Nutella-consumed visits from dolphins and a world record. Yeah. Congratulations to the Jasmine Harrison. That's that's amazing. I have no desire to do that. I think it's crazy. Um, I don't think I've ever done physical activity for seven, 70 days straight. Um, but how do you even train for that? I don't I don't know. You just work out every day. I often I live near the ocean and I will ponder, gaze out into the to the Pacific out there. I got to believe if I was in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and could not see land, I would 
majorly be freaking out. I don't think I was meant to be on a boat in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think this is more of a testament and we should celebrate her mental <laughs> fortitude because yes. the, the physical aspect of it, I think a lot of, a lot of people could do. Um, but mentally, I mean, capsizing twice, I would hit the, I would hit the panic button be like, come pick me up. I don't want to do this anymore. Listen, uh, do you know what I was doing when I was 21 years old? I was doing in a gutter. I was doing keg stands at the Lambda Kai house. I was not on a boat on a boat sailing across the Atlantic ocean. I read this story and I had no idea what these boats look like. It was a little bit bigger than I thought. Oh. I mean, I guess it kind of has to be if you live on it for a couple months. She's by herself though. She couldn't, she have gotten the studio version of this boat. Yeah. She went for the two bedroom, which was a little <laughs> excessive in my opinion. I have a cousin that's about to spend five months Hiking the Appalachian Trail from Georgia to Maine, I think, is what she's doing. Um, we'll, we can track that on Sports Best. I that's a long time living out of a tent. I don't think I could do that. I don't. How want many to miles do that. does she? How many miles a day does she have to do? At least fifteen. I'm not sure how far she's going. Fifteen miles a day for five months? Oh hell no! Yeah, I mean, we can do the math. We can follow up. What would you but, rather do? Hike that, or go on this seventy day boat trip? I think, uh, I mean, if I had that two bedroom canoe like she had, maybe I'd do that. There was, she had direct TV on that boat, which is impressive. I don't know if the extra weight was worth it, but uh, oh. it, was, uh, it was, it was pretty. So back to NHL news, the built in sneeze guard league. Uh, Marcus Fulgano, Fol I looked all how to say all these up before we recorded. I don't remember. Marcus Fulgano and Nikolai Krazy Holoff. They were getting in a fight, and uh, most of the time, NHL, you throw the gloves, you pull the jersey yeah. over the head, and you slam him in the face. But the beatdown was so bad that Marcus, oh. as he was in between punches, he waves the <laughs> NHL ref over and says, hey, you need to break this up. This is bad. I think that's the most embarrassing way to lose is when someone calls their own fight. That's what we call in the business NHL chivalry. Yeah. Hockey chivalry. I'm beating this guy up. Could someone please cut in over here? Yeah, I I like it. And um, <laughs> I think it, there's a gentleman's side. There's rules. There's some unwritten rules in hockey. You're pummeling a dude. It's his first fight. Hey, could someone completely break this up? I did notice that they both still had their helmets on. I haven't watched an NHL fight in a while, but I feel like you used to, you would take your helmet off. Yeah, I don't like, that means you got to only throw uppercuts, right? Because you can't pound right. the top of the head. Well, the number one rule also is you have to throw, drop the gloves because if you put, I, I don't know if you ever worn a, a hockey glove, but those things are hard. Like you could, you could knock someone out with one punch with that glove now, on. So. Far be it for me. I'm not a um, hockey fight expert, but I thought the number one rule of the hockey fight clubs that you don't tell anybody about the hockey fight club. I don't know. Well, the number one rule of hockey <laughs> fight club is you have to have a dual personality and I have to wait 90 minutes to find out that that's the case. <laughs> Deirdre Pujols called Alex, damn it. Deirdre Pujols calls <laughs> out her husband's retirement. If we have. Oh. So, good. so good. So good. So good. So Deirdre Pujols goes to Instagram to say, today is the first day of the last season of one of the most remarkable careers in sports. Albert Pujols is finishing up his 10th year of a $240 million contract with the Angels. And uh, she goes back later to edit saying, this is not an official 
statement for my husband. It's just the end of his contract. I don't know what to make of this at all. Is, is this once again like, hey, Aaron Rodgers' fiance jumped the shark, let the, the bag early. Albert Pujols' wife needs some glory. She's got to say that he's like, hey, ladies, can't you just let the guy? I mean, what's going on here? Here's maybe what it is. I, I thought about this for a long time, and this just came to me. She's building her social media brand. If she can announce his retirement, she'll get a few more followers, get a little bit more of that endorsement money. I don't know what to make of any of this. If I had been in, in that sport for my entire life, I, I wouldn't let someone else announce my retirement. I wouldn't do it. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like he's played all of these years, done all of this business, and then the wife gets a little Twitter happy and releases it to the world. Take a chill pill before you hit the send button. That's the husband. Yeah. Actually, another theory is that maybe he was in uh, New Jersey when she announced this, hanging out with... So his, his apology was, you can oh. Well, this has been Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast Network. We will see you at the Texas State Fair performing Thursday at 8 p.m. I am Kix Brooks. He is Ronnie Dunn. Thanks for stopping by.